This is the Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. I've been around the world a couple of times and maybe more. I've seen the sights, I've had the lights on every foreign shore. But when my mates all ask me the place that I adore, I tell them right away. What do we tell them? Give me a home among the gum trees. We'll Heading across the Tasman with our Australian correspondent, Jim Dolan, joining us uh, this morning. I want to just mention an anniversary. It was today, Jim, in 1903. I don't think you and I were around. The New Zealand, <laughs> the All Blacks played their first rugby test match against Australian Wallabies at the Sydney Cricket Ground, and we won it 22-3. Yeah, nothing's changed, has it, in 120 years? <laughs> No, I don't think it has. And the poor old, the poor old um, wannabes—they went down to South Africa. I mean, um, the Argentinians on the weekend as well. That was a big beat, uh, hiding. Yes, a weekend is a long time in uh, Test mm. Rugby. On Saturday, there were papers in Sydney were crowing about the Wallabies' best chance for years to win back the Bledisloe Cup. <laughs> Now, of course, the All Blacks bounce back against South Africa, which I'd imagine everyone on your side of the ditch is very happy with. And the Wallabies, well, what was that? Gave up a try in the first minute and it just was record books tough from there. The biggest winning margin for Argentina, biggest score for Argentina, 48-17. And Dave Rennie, uh, imagine he would have been seething in the dressing room. He'd calmed down a little bit by after the game, but he said, yes, there will be changes to the way they play and the team before they play South Africa in Adelaide. Late. You lost your captain, though, which was a little bit sad, really, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Michael Hooper, I think, yes. got plenty of bargaining power for his next contract because <laughs> if that's how they play without him, he's uh, the number one man. Yeah, he really is. All right, let's go to the NRL and a bit of karma there on the weekend. Yes, uh, the last time Canberra and the Dragons met, Canberra was on the attack in the dying seconds and right in front of the post, Ben Hunt just blatantly held the man down with the ball. The referee blew the whistle for full time when it should have been and a penalty in a sin bin and a chance to tie up the match. Well, as it would happen in Canberra, the two sides met again yesterday. The Dragons were two points down. They were on the attack. There was just seconds left in the match. In front of the posts, they get a player held down Referee, no whistle, no penalty, so the Dragons lose by two points. Some say karma, but plenty of others are saying, well, it's just two wrong decisions. And, and what happens if this happens in the finals? If, uh, you know, the, especially since everybody likes exciting finishes and the chance to go to Golden Point, if you're up by two and the other team's on the attack, why aren't you going to lie on them for 20 or 30 seconds if the referee's not going to do anything? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's a, a new coach in the NRL, the youngest NRL coach. Yeah, 38 in October. Cameron Serraldo was ruled out of the Bulldogs' job not long ago, but now he's there. And a five-year deal for a rookie coach. Uh, uh, he's very exciting prospect by all accounts, but there's been a few of those in the last few years. <laughs> We're supposed to turn the NRL on its head. And a five-year deal, uh, he told the Panthers players yesterday, um, I'd imagine the Bulldogs fans are a little bit excited by that because he's got a good reputation, but by the same token, he's not a proven coach. So if things don't work out well and he can't translate his success at the Panthers to the blue and white, It'll be a long five years. And we were pretty happy over this side of the ditch too with the Warriors at one of their few home games, 42-18 over the Bulldogs. 
Yes, uh, the team that Geraldo's going to Friday night, it was hard not to get excited watching that and seeing the Warriors playing in front of their home fans. Uh, it still doesn't get old after a couple of years of sitting over here, so uh, the Bulldogs are feeling a little bit bruised about that one. But yes, it was a, a nice way to start the weekend to see the Warriors put in a performance like that. Finally, we would have seen a few more of those throughout the year. The cool thing is for those Warriors games at Mount Smart, they're still getting massive crowds, you know, with the Warriors sort of losing most of the games. They had something like 17,000 people there on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, they've been starved for a long time, so they come yeah. home, and uh, it'll be a, a good thing to see the Warriors at home next year. And I'm still hoping a lot of the NRL teams will do the right thing, transfer a home game yeah. against the Warriors to New Zealand, and just to thank their fans. Absolutely. And uh, Cameron Smith, the weight of the world on his shoulders at the moment. Yeah, he's the British Open champ. He's on the cusp of becoming world number one in golf, a hero in Australia. You'd think he could walk in any pub in the land and uh, someone would buy him a beer. And that was before all the talk about live golf and the chance mm. of him getting $140 million to make the switch to the Saudi-backed 54-hole tour. That's got him on the nose now with a lot of Aussies, so it uh, must be a lot of pressure for him. He's copping plenty from the crowd in the FedEx Cup first rounds of playoffs in America too uh, the fans have been giving him heaps about that and his chance to win this tournament's been dealt a massive blow when he was docked two shots overnight oh. for an incorrect drop in the third round so he's four off the pace with nine holes to play today that's going to be pretty hard to make up and uh, yeah Cameron uh, wouldn't like to be in his shoes it's a lot of money to talk about oh, the, the yeah. controversy surrounds the money and uh, there's a lot of people not happy that he's going to do that. And then, of course, how embarrassing is it if the number one golfer in the world switches away from the glamorous American tour? Yeah, unbelievable decision to make for such a young guy. Jimmy, nice to chat, mate. Yeah, we won't have to make $100 million seasons, Brian. Oh, there's still time, mate. There's still time. Someone could make <laughs> us an offer. You never know. <laughs> no one, no one's that desperate in my case. Yes. <laughs> I guess we'll be you, talking Jim. again next week. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. <sighs> and when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, or a, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.